0: Dive right in uh, 405-651-3439. Your thoughts on the Air Conference Solutions text line. Let's start with some softball. And as soon as baseball goes final, we'll kind of do a post game show for that. I I couldn't be happier right now, Travis, with the way that this softball team is playing. They're clicking on all cylinders. This team is just hitting the ball like crazy. Two grand slams. I mean, come on. And then um, not Hope Troutline's most dominating performance, but still good enough for only two earned runs and the five innings that the team played yesterday, it just seems like it, man. It just seems like this team has clicked things to a different level. And I, I'm just, I, I almost feel bad for everyone else that's standing in their way from here on out.
1: Yeah, and I think what was interesting for me is you know, you watch OU softball play throughout the year, and you realize, okay, this team is incredible. Uh, run rule after run rule, home runs, no hitters, shutouts. You know, you, you get all those things, but you get a bit desensitized to it. Uh, last night, uh, I, I stayed up a, a little bit late uh, to watch the Arizona Oklahoma State game. And you just look at some of the later parts of their lineups. You're looking at kind of what their battering averages are and whatever. I, I mean, I just. We're so blessed to have a one through nine lineup that can take you deep whenever. Patty Gasso said it best. It's a pick your poison scenario. And when I watch these other teams, I think man, somebody's going to have to have the juice to beat us twice. And I don't know. I don't, I don't want to jinx anything, but I think we can all agree that some team is going to have to play out of their mind twice, and we're going to have to play pretty poorly for this not to end up uh, with another trophy.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with that. I'm, and the big story is Jordy Ball. Is she going to be available moving forward? and what capacity is she going to be available? Obviously, she's going to be available if she pitched yesterday, and it looked like she was pitching without pain, and looks like that was kind of – you know, Patty didn't – I don't think Patty necessarily talked about pain in the postgame show, but we we would have talked about that. She's going to be available moving forward, but I, I just don't know, man. Travis, if you keep winning, you get a day off in between games. You win tomorrow, you get a day off on Sunday. You win that first game on Monday, you don't play until Wednesday night. So there's a scenario here where you could just throw Hope Troutwine all the way every single game to the championship series. And I'm kind of under the thought now, man, that if Hope Troutwine goes out tomorrow, and I think that she will start against Texas, if she throws another gym, maybe that's just what you do. Just like G. Juarez last year, you kind of just rode her all the way to a national championship. If if, uh, Hope continues and, and does it again tomorrow, maybe you just do that again.
1: Yeah, and... And, and bringing up the day of rest, I think, was very important. And that was obviously a change, right, from last year. It's a They did a schedule change, and, and now we get the day off. So uh, the worst news that ever could have come to the world of college softball was Oklahoma, the, you know, the best team in the country. Now their pitchers get rest during the Women's College World Series. Oh, and they've got more of them now. So... So it, it kind of was a, a double whammy for the rest of college softball. So, yeah, I think I think you'll see uh, Hope start. And she looked fine. She had, uh, you know, a couple more walks than, than usual. Obviously, she gave up the home run. believe only her, what, maybe third home run, I believe, of the year she's given up, um, if I'm not mistaken. You know, Northwestern, just like we talked about in the UCF game, Northwestern's a good softball team. I mean, they're in the women's college world series for a reason, you know, they are seated for a reason. These people aren't here by accident. This wasn't a random invitational and the local team got invited. Like we see so many other times. No, this was, this was a good team. And that's how quickly can turn on you. I mean, it was, it was one, nothing. And, and, you know, the cameras going to their alumni over and over and over. And then all of a sudden you blink and it's what 13 one. And you're like, what happened? Well, Oklahoma happened. This is, you know, people who have played Oklahoma throughout the year, and people who have watched Oklahoma throughout the year, they realize this can happen. All, all you have to do is make a couple mistakes, because there's no there's no relief in the whole lineup. You have to focus. It, every single batter can take you out if you make the slightest mistake, and that's what happened. And and you know, you can you can walk Jocelyn Allo, um, but you know, we see how that worked out.
0: Yeah, it didn't work out well. I mean, you get down the order to Riley Boone. And Riley Boone had, I think, what, two doubles yesterday? She was killing the Mm -hmm. ball. And then combine that with her speed, they can do it all, man. I mean, they they can can put the ball on the grounds. We know that they can hit the ball over the fence and and hit as many home runs as they want, hit for average, hit for power. It's a complete lineup uh, up and down, like you said, man. And my buddy Joey Helmer of OUinsider.com tweeted this out earlier today, and I think it was a great stat. Like, to really put some further emphasis on the day yesterday, here is runs scored on the opening day in the WCWS. OU, just by themselves, OU scored 13 runs yesterday in four innings. Arizona, (laughs) Northwestern, Oklahoma State, Oregon State, UCLA combined scored 11 in 32 innings. So how many teams is that? Five teams combined for 11 runs in 32 innings. OU all by themselves, 13 runs in just four innings. Let that be the stat that tells you just what type of tear that this team is on right now. And I understand that some of you are nervous out there saying, well, hey, Texas beat you. Texas is hot. Texas beat UCLA. They looked really good. Yeah, Texas is playing really well right now. But I'm telling you this, this is a different looking OU team than we've seen at any other point in the year. I'm seriously doubting that Texas is ready for what's about to come their way at 2 o'clock tomorrow on ABC.
1: Yeah, well, the national commentators were beside themselves yesterday during the Florida-Oregon State game. I believe it was Florida got their 7, 8, and 9 hitters on base, and you'd you'd have thought they part of the Red Sea. It was incredible. They were were in complete shock. 7, 8, and 9 hitters on, what is this magic? I thought to myself, what, just on base? That's 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 nothing nothing we don't do regularly. So it's pretty incredible when you look at it, again from from that national uh, commentator uh, perspective. Is is things that impress them with other teams. It's just we've just gotten used to it. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think this Oklahoma team looks different. Um, they're they're locked in completely. I mean dur- during that Texas series again. Uh, Jennings and Allo were both in quite the slump that whole weekend. I believe they combined to go like one for 21, something like that, in that series. Um, yeah. Like if, if, I had to, if I had to bet, uh, I, and I was given odds on that, I would bet that they do not turn in a performance like that again pretty much any time the rest of their careers.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that one, and that, that goes for tomorrow against a good pitcher in Haley Dulcini. Um, what was your read yesterday on, on Jordy Ball, getting in late? What did she look like to you, and what do you see her availability being as we move forward? Uh,
1: you know, she looked a little rusty, as she as she should. You know, she hasn't pitched in a while, uh, but, you know, she looked good. She it, it didn't seem like she was inhibited by any injury or anything like that. So if it's a pain tolerance thing, I think she's – more than willing to, uh, you know, try it out, and she's up to the task. So, but but I agree with you. It's it's a break in case of emergency, you break glass in case of emergency type situation. With the rest period, with those days off, if you continue winning, there is no reason to force her out there or rush her or anything like that. Um, you know, between between May and between Hope, we we've got plenty of good pitching, and we got plenty of good hitting. But I think she looked good. I think it was good for her to get some innings. There were some people that said, oh, man, I, I can't believe you don't just let Hope finish the game. Why would you put Jordy out there? She said, no, you need to put Jordy out there. And I'm going to trust Patty Gasso 11 times out of 10 on how to handle her ball club.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, like, there's no wrong answer here. That's the good thing. Like, you throw a Hope Trout line out tomorrow, I feel like the result's going to be pretty good. If you throw Nicole May out there tomorrow, I feel like the result's going to be pretty good. Or like, there's not a bad answer here, a bad response as to who, you know, should get the start in the circle tomorrow against Texas. And I'm with you, man. Like, I can have all the opinions that I want. You can have all the opinions that you want. But there is a trust factor that whatever the right decision is, or whatever the best decision is, Patty Gasso is going to figure it out, man. Patty Gasso is always is going to put this team in the best situation to win. Oklahoma State had a uh, nice come-from-behind w- victory against Arizona. I-, I don't know if you made a pick or-, or what your thoughts were before it started, but I, I feel like we're going to have bedlam in the championship series, man.
1: Yeah, it just it seems it seems like it's either got to be that or it's got to be Texas, right? Because even if we beat Texas, uh, the bracket flips and we can still meet them uh, in the final. I just I was I was not impressed with. OSU bats, to be honest, I don't think. I think the Arizona pitcher um, was kind of hanging on for dear life and living dangerously a lot of the game. Uh, I mean, she had one inning where she walked three batters and somehow got out of the inning. You can't do that uh, against a team like Oklahoma. You were able to get away with it for a while against Oklahoma State and even almost, uh, you know, get out of there with a win. Um, but they were overmatched. There's a reason that Arizona was shut out in five of their first six. Pac-12 games I think they lost six of their first eight um, series in the Pac-12 I just uh, Arizona they've been to the Women's College World Series 25 times they're a legendary program Uh, obviously Jenny Finch was in attendance so it's always good to get her to town but this wasn't the Arizona teams of old Um, and and they'll be back to you know at least kind of where they were but I thought OSU was going to make them look like Texas made UCLA look personally So I wasn't really impressed with, with the OSU, uh, with the OSU performance, but that's not to say they can't, you know, turn turn it around and and, and turn it on against the Sooners given the opportunity.
0: Yeah. They also think if they play tomorrow night at 6 p.m.
1: Yeah. I, I was about to say, I think if they play like they played last night against Florida, I think Florida beats them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right about that. Florida's a Florida's a, I don't even call them a sneaky team just because Florida's been very successful. But I feel like OU was OU was the betting favorite to win it all. Uh, I think OSU had the second-best odds, maybe Texas with the third-best odds, and Florida was fourth. But Florida got a real chance to make the championship series, especially if they beat Oklahoma State tomorrow night at 6 p.m. OU baseball is yeah. still rolling. 16-3 Jeez. right now in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, OU three outs away from moving on into the winner's bracket of the Gainesville Regional. We'll certainly be talking about that. But uh, before we hit a break, Travis, what's going on at Ash Cigar Bar up there in Tulsa? I'll
1: tell you what, we're, uh, we're kicking it comfortably here, as always, at Ash Cigar Bar. A uh, nice plush leather seating today. Uh, I kind of moved my setup to get myself a little more comfortable now that I'm on my third week in a row here. But we've got $3 domestic drafts all day, $3 Stranahan whiskeys. Uh, we've got $3 Slain Irish whiskeys and a great cigar selection. I will, of course, be lighting one up to celebrate the uh, victory of OU baseball. That seems forthcoming. So, uh, yeah, a lot of fun out here um, right here at 42nd and Sheridan in in Tulsa. A uh, great way to get the Friday started early. You're done with your short work week anyways. Come on by, have a cigar, have a drink, and we'll talk OU sports.
0: 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We'll hit that on the other side. I'm live at the Westwood Family Aquatic Center, where they're going to let it glow tonight from 830 to 1030. That's right, a night swim going on here in Norman at the Westwood Family Aquatic Center. Going to be some really cool things. Uh, DJ's going to be here. So if you're looking for Friday night plans with the family, Westwood Fa- Westwood Family Aquatic Center here in Norman. More to come next on The Ref. It is the Friday Rush. Friday Rush, live on The Ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. I'm in Norman at the Westwood Family Aquatic Center. Travis is in Tulsa at Ash Cigar Bar with some great drink special. I mean, even if you don't like cigars, if that's not your thing, go up there and hang out with Travis and go get some cheap alcohol i mean that's that's what ash cigar bar has everything up there man it's uh it's pretty cool OU baseball just went final they went at 16 to 3 over liberty they're going to play saturday night at 6 p.m uh against the winner of florida and central michigan which is coming up later today so OU in a really good spot baseball wise um but uh, let's get let's do this let's get to the air cover solutions text line before we move on Tommy says, guys, I swear, during the OSU and Arizona game last night, the ESPN commentator said Arizona was the best offense that Oklahoma State faced this year. Tommy, I did not hear that. <laughs> Travis, I don't know if you did, but if that was said, it's blatantly wrong.
1: No, no, if no, if I would have heard that, no, I would have discredited anybody who was actually trying to say that, because you just watched them. I mean, you watch them, and they had multiple players that were batting below 200. One hadn't even had a hit all the whole postseason. I think it was 0-14, something like that. Um, finally got a hit last night to go to 1-15. But st- I, I, that's absurd to say that Arizona has a great offense. They, they couldn't have been watching the games.
0: Yeah, well... <laughs> to say that anyone outside OU has the best offense in college softball, I mean, they got the home run queen on their team, and it just starts there. I mean, they're great offensively outside of her, but yeah, uh, well, let's, it's, it's just let's not do based a better rea- job not, if that was said.
1: It's not based in reality. I mean, they, I mean, they right. lead the league and uh, lead the country in home runs, on base percentage plus slugging and slugging percentage and all that. And it's, I mean, we we call it she's the home run queen, but. What, she's second in the country in batting average? That's what's so crazy. This isn't yeah. just somebody that uh, just one more only, text. only hits home runs or strikes out. It's That's not the case.
0: One more text here. I'm hoping for an Oklahoma win tomorrow, Oklahoma State to lose. Then Oklahoma State beats the winner of UCLA and Northwestern. I want to send them to stilly early. This is another uh, text line experiment, 405-651-3439. Do you think OU would rather – do you think OU fans would rather send Oklahoma State home early or do OU fans want that shot at Oklahoma State in the championship series? What do you think?
1: I, I lean on the side of sending them home early uh, because it's kind of like know, if, if we let them get to the championship, then they have more bragging rights that they made to the championship despite who they lost to, whether it was us or anybody else. If, if they get sent home early, then they've got to watch us, and they've got to watch us play somebody else in the championship game because all these softball fans, it's not like they're going to tune out, you know, once, they're, once their team's knocked out. They're going to tune back in, and they're going to have to watch uh, the team that, you know, they do not want to win, you know, play in that game. So I would like to send them home early personally.
0: Yeah, all right, fair point. You? Hey, uh, champion, Bar- um, I um... – I want them in the championship series, man. Um, my dream scenario is you avenge both of your losses from the regular season. You go out and beat Haley Dulcini in Texas. You beat Texas with their best in the mound. And you beat Oklahoma State in a three-game situation. Now, you're right. They would still brag about, well, we made it to the championship series and we lost to the best team of all time. Still a pretty good year up here in Stillwater, Right. Um, but I I, I, I want to humble them a little bit in the championship series. That's what I Although, want, and mostly because you know who I would think become, that they're going to get there.
1: You know who would become unbearable if OSU and OU met in the final? Would be the well. It's just because they have home field advantage, the proximity to Norman, oh, the proximity yeah, right. to Stillwater oh, is why gosh. they're they're doing that. Uh, those geez. those people, we we will never hear the end of it. They they will be shouting from coast oh. to coast how unfair it is that even though we happen to just have the best team in the country, we just happen to play close by. So, yeah, if it's an OU-OSU final, you better believe the proximity gang is going to be rolling out deep.
0: Which would just be the worst take ever. The worst take ever that it wasn't fair that Norman's a few miles closer to Oklahoma City than Stillwater is. But I don't doubt it. You're probably right about that, man. Oh, that'll be nauseating. Mm -hmm. Hey, um Champion Barbecue weekend getting underway. What's uh what have you heard that the setup is going to look like this weekend? Um you know, it's
1: with guys like, you know, started it with Heffley, Zach Heffley, John Baker being on staff, Radman, all those guys. We've always been on the front edge of all these awesome, you know, photo shoots and videos and all this. Some of them the, the fan base never even sees because they don't get get sent out, but when when a recruit wants one, they've always got the coolest videos, and man, they've got an awesome setup uh, this year. I've, I've I've seen some some pictures of the video boards that they're using, um, some of the the kind of the set piece, some of the some of the settings they're going to use uh, up above the south end zone, kind of in that area, and it's it's going to be awesome. They're going to have fantastic uh, footage there, and then they of course will be doing barbecue for the champion barbecue. Lots of former players in town. Um, I am told that there will be some cars. Uh, so the idea Ooh. that uh, the idea that um, you know Lincoln was the first one ever to think of doing this, and it's only a Lincoln idea, um, it's simply not true. You can look at the you can look at the photos last year. I mean, there are a lot of kids that really liked him. I mean, I remember being on the field last year when guys like C.D. Lamb showed up, and when guys like uh, Uh, Marquise Brown and these guys showed up and they were the first ones over there checking them all out and it was funny. CD goes, uh, man, I need to get me one of these and he was talking about the Rolls Royce. He goes, man, one day I'm going to get me one of these. And and of course I look at, at him and he's wearing probably you know that much jewelry on his wrists and his neck that he could have bought that car. <laughs> right. I was like, you know, I mean, you probably could, man. But, anyways, it's, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the kids. You want to do what the kids like, and the kids like taking pictures uh, in front of, in, in front of cool cars. They are going to be different, um, much different, a different approach, I believe, um, this year. But, but so it won't it won't look it won't look exactly alike, that's for sure. But, but don't well, don't. Don't go crazy if you see a kid with a picture by a car.
0: There's there's probably some people gonna go crazy. Maybe Travis, there's gonna be cars in the end zone, but it won't be hundred thousand dollar cars. Maybe it's gonna be like Brent Venable's first car that he brought that he bought. For like fifteen hundred dollars from a used car lot, right? See, this is where you start. It's it's like going to be some big message exactly. about how you take a fifteen hundred dollar used car with two. It's going to be two hundred thousand dollar or two hundred thousand mile cars lined up in the end zone. It's going to be or, some or, big message that he preaches to everyone of there.
1: Or it's going to be a bunch of uh, you know off-roading four-wheelers and things like that. You say, well, you know what? you know yeah. the path to success is not just, you know, a clean highway that you can go as fast as you want. You got to get through some mud. You got to get through some dirt, you know. You may break down. You got to you put yourself back together, you know. That would maybe be some messaging <laughs> that could that would hit home. Right. But yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, but but here's the thing with with Brent Venables, no matter what, he can turn whatever he needs to into uh, into a lesson. There's no doubt about that. That guy is the master of it.
0: Yeah, that's no joke, man. Um, how optimistic are you that this is going to end up being a very beneficial weekend for OU? Not necessarily in the long term, but in the short term, do we see a real short term gain, real short term gain from the maybe the biggest recruiting weekend of the year up to this point?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think you're, I think you're going to see both. It will be interesting. My big question I have is: we all know of Brent Venables. Uh, philosophy of and we've heard instances where you know he'll tell kids hey don't commit if you plan on going and taking other visits you know he's he's encouraged that right well now that it, it you know we're kind of seeing him in this more natural timeline and it isn't right before signing day and it isn't necessarily right after signing day anything like that he's got more of a natural calendar now you think okay now it's it's time if a kid wants to commit I think Brent's gonna let him commit uh, he will still say, you know, you can't take any more visits, but I don't think he's going to try and talk them out of it by any means, uh, especially with some of these big time announcements coming up. Um, and you know, a lot of guys want to get it announced before they start their senior year uh, and have those dates picked out already. So I think I think you'll see a bit more of an aggressive Brent Venables when it comes to that, based on what we've compared to what we've seen in the past. Um, so given that, I think I'm going to lead towards. Obviously, some long-term benefits of people that maybe haven't been to campus before getting to see it, getting to hang out with the former players, really getting that, you know, that family vibe that we try and you know put forward with this. But I really do think there's going to be a lot of short-term success with this. I, w- I would not be shocked to see three or four commits, and and you know, and one of those will probably be out of the blue, and it'll be one of those that you're like, man, you know, I knew we were, I knew we were up near the top, but you know, there were no crystal balls, no nothing, so.
0: Which which, which way do you lean, short short or long-term? I think both. I mean, both. Um, I I think that they're going to see some short-term gain. I mean, we had uh, the over-under at two-and-a-half sets, what Parker and I did, and and I'm taking the over. I think that they get three. And and that's what's funny to me, Travis, is, you know, there are some fans out there that are saying, see, this is just proof. You know, Britt Venable's recruiting model is great and it's fine but you just can't have that approach in day's recruiting. It's June. It's way too early to come up with that statement. It's way too soon to have that thought, in my opinion. But the same people that are worried today, if they were to get three commits over the weekend, I think all of that panic that is there, and it's a small section of the fan base, I think, Travis, but I think if you get three commitments, if you get two commitments, which means they're probably going to be a couple four-stars, then I think all that panic goes out the door, and it's like, oh my gosh, what a great weekend! OU's got all this recruiting momentum going into the summer. It, it can flip so quickly.
1: Yeah, and I think anytime you have locker room drama in the NFL or in the NBA, you know what, what does everybody say? Well, winning cures everything, right? Winning solves everything. Everybody's in a good mood if you're winning. It's when you start losing where people start they start being dramatic and. And, and, you know, those warts start to show, and then they become a big deal. Uh, I, I think the recruiting equivalent would be, uh, you know, commits solve everything. If you get commits, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's Things are going well. So, yeah, it's it's very early. And as we've said, there's going to be two big OB weekends. Uh, you're going to have this champion, and then you're going to have one in the, in the season. And, and yeah, this is all your chips on the table. This is you're all in on this. And, I think we're going to see the fruits of the labor. We've heard recruits talk about it. We've heard commits talk about it, like, hey, man, we're, we're doing a lot of work behind the scenes. You know, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I think now we're going to start to see some of the fruits of the labor. And uh, I think what's interesting is who has, I mean, between you and Parker and Teddy and all the guys, has anybody picked the under on that two and a half?
0: steely did earlier today so you can direct your hate to at steely on sports on twitter that's that's where you send it
1: (laughs) i was curious if we needed to raise the number you know to start putting the pressure on these people because you know if two and a half if everybody's picking the over and if we need to go to three and a half then then it becomes a little more interesting for me because i'm i'm then that's that's tougher for me because i think we get three or four yeah i'm much more confident it 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 goes back to the point of two or three
0: yeah, I, I don't think that they're going to get shut out. Now, not all these commits, or maybe none of the commits, are made public this week. Maybe they're silent for whatever reason, but I don't think that you're going to get shut out. And whoever you get, how many you get, there's no scrubs. This is a no-scrub weekend, Travis. No one's a scrub that's on campus. Everyone no. can really, really play five stars, four stars, three stars, whatever your preference is. They've got them all. So if you get anyone this weekend, they're going to be able to ball. Right. Go ahead and well, trust that. also...
1: You think of some of the some of our three-star targets, Parker had a great note about this, uh, are jumping up into four-star range because of the 247 composite now accepting or implementing on three uh, their analysis, which is not good for Caden Green because for some reason on three hates offensive linemen. So it plummeted his ranking uh, to just inside the, um, the 300, which is insane to me. Caden Green's a fantastic player. Um, So he's it's interesting having on three in there now and and, and they're new and they're coming on strong. But it's it's real fun because it really threw the rankings for a loop, which just goes back to show all the people that are concerned about, oh, I don't know if there's going to be a five star in this class. Well, it's people all have different opinions. You're really, really, really kind of splitting hairs when it comes to the difference between. You know the 30th ranked player in the class and the 40th ranked player in the class. Yeah, one's a four star, one's a five star. But I mean, you ask ten different scouts which player is better, and you're going to get maybe six, six and four, maybe five and five split. So, so keep that in mind whenever you see you know a bunch of four stars commit. Is you know they they might be they might be up there in the five star range, but you think four star and you're like ah oh, bummer.
0: Yeah. 405-651-3439. You guys are lighting up the Air Comfort Solutions text line right now. I appreciate that. Peyton, hey, that's cool, man. If you low-key like the cars out there, that's fine. He, he said, it's, I'm only going to say low-key, though. I don't want Tyler to trash me. I'm not going to trash <laughs> your opinions on that, Peyton. It's all good. It's it's all good, man. 405-651-3439. Keep it coming. The Friday Rush rolls on next. Friday Rush, live on the rest. We are the Home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. I'm live at Westwood Family Aquatic Center in Norman. Travis is at Ash Cigar Bar in Tulsa. So all you T-Town listeners, go up and go hang out with Travis, have a cigar, have a uh, have a drink up there. They're all very reasonably priced. Pretty much, what, 3 bucks? Travis, can get you a drink up there at Ash Cigar Bar?
1: Yeah, they've got the $3 uh, domestic drafts. That's all day every day as well, $3 domestic drafts. Uh, gonna be tough to beat that in town, especially in an environment like this. Uh, and then they've got the three dollars Stranahan's whiskey, uh, and they've got the three dollars Slane's Irish whiskey. So uh, if you got uh, if you got a couple fives, you can you can really go to town on it. But yep, three bucks will get you get you your first one, no doubt.
0: Yeah. Well, as we uh, let off with the show today, you know this is supposed to be the downtime for sports. You know the the dog days of summer are approaching. And this is when material gets thin, but that's not the case in Norman. OU playing in the Women's College World Series. You got the biggest recruiting weekend of the year. And oh, by the way, OU baseball just rolled someone today in the Gainesville Regional, 16 to 3. Florida scored three runs in the top of the first. OU went to bat in the bottom of the first, down 3 to nothing. And you thought to yourself, uh oh, here we go. This is a terrible start. They rolled off 16 consecutive runs. OU wins easily. They'll play the winner of Florida and Central Michigan tomorrow in the winner's bracket. And after rolling through the Big 12 tournament without a loss, Travis, there's a lot of people picking OU to make it out of this Gainesville Regional, and there's a long way to go. There's no doubt about it. But with the way that they're hitting right now and even the way that they're pitching, it's not crazy at all to think that this baseball team can make a major, major, major postseason run.
1: Oh, of course. And, I mean, you look at today's, Game as an example, and you know you're right. Liberty gets after that 3-0 lead, but then you know by the fourth inning, you know we're up six-three, which is comfortable, but you're not out of the woods yet. And then that fifth inning onslaught of an eight-run fifth inning um, just just puts it out of reach. And and they've been playing great ball. Uh, Skip Johnson has that team cooking, and and you're seeing you're seeing some guys draft stock rise. There's there's no doubt about that either, because when the lights are getting brightest, it seems like. Skip Johnson's boys uh, are stepping up to the occasion and taking care of business, uh, and and we'll see how, how long it takes them.
0: Yeah, um, it's all about playing your best ball, especially baseball, especially softball. Y- y- you got to be clicking at the right time of the year. This is the right time of the year, and OU baseball is as hot as any team in the country. Tennessee's been rolling since opening day, and I, I don't know, maybe Tennessee's just destined to win the national championship this year, but... OU, this is as potent of an OU team in the postseason that we've seen in a long time, man. And it's going to be very fun to see what they're able to accomplish from the rest of the way out because this Florida team is really good. I mean, they're, they're a national, they're a regional host. They'll have the home crowd tomorrow, but in no way, shape, or form can, can OU not, I mean, OU can definitely win this game tomorrow, especially with the offensive production that they're getting. And if they win tomorrow, Travis, they are in the driver's seat to win that regional.
1: Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. And uh, did, I'm not sure, uh, did you hear if Texas's trophy uh, got there, if they got their trophy for hosting their regional? Because I, I remember getting the trophy for oh. for beating them. But then they said they didn't care because they got to host a regional. So I was just curious, did their trophy get there to Austin? I hadn't seen a picture of it yet, but I could have sworn that 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 was on the way, the way they talked about it.
0: Things Losers Say. Lose a game and then act like you don't care about losing the game you just played in after. That's Chapter 3. In, uh, Actually, that's Chapter 1 in Things Losers Say. Yeah, they, they they did, Travis. They got it earlier this week because there was a trophy shop in Austin that uh, helped make it for them. You know? Oh, that, perfect. So they perfect. got it earlier. Yeah, that's it's right out of the pathetic. SEC. Pathetic. They're
1: man. SEC ready, man. We've been hearing that from SEC football teams for, you know, a couple decades now, it feels like. Oh, we, we well, we just didn't want to win. That's why that's – why you know, that's why you ran all over Florida. That's why you beat Bama. That's why, you, oh, it's, it's just because we didn't want to win. You guys are actually you guys are actually losers for wanting to win. You guys should be embarrassed. You guys should be embarrassed that you wanted to win this game.
0: Hilarious. I know. It's just, yeah, it's just a loser's mentality, man. Just play in a Big 12 championship game. It's a Big 12 championship game, Big 12 tournament championship game. Either you're... A loser, or you're lying. If you get into any championship game, Travis, and then you and you say afterwards you didn't really care about it, I don't care what championship game is. I don't care if it's the MAC championship or the Big 12 championship or the College World Series championship series. If you're any sort of competitor and you're in the thing, you want to win. So don't feed me that crap, Texas. You wanted to win that game. You just got beat. You got beat better, by a better baseball team right now. So just own it own it that you got kicked on uh what was that S- uh, Sunday night
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm Yep yep it was you just just got beat just own it and it's people i i swear people will stop won't pick on you less if you just take it and just say you know what we lost good game luckily we're we're hosting a regional we're going to try and get to omaha if they just said that instead of oh well, well we didn't care because we're hosting we did we did exactly enough to what we needed to do to host the regional we didn't care to win the tournament yeah right right sure you didn't well yeah well then if that's the case yeah, it's uh, go t- go tell Del Conte say, go, go tell your athletic director that you didn't care to win uh didn't care to win the tournament you want to do just enough and, and see see where that gets yeah. you with him if your athletic department thinks doing just enough uh is is what the goal should be then you're pretty much going to be on par with the last decade of Texas sports
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, I'm at Westwood Family Aquatic Center. They're going to have on June 23rd, mark your calendar, the world's largest swimming lesson, and it's free. You can be a part of the world's largest swimming lesson here in Norman at the Westwood Family Aquatic Center on June 23rd. Put it on your calendar. We'll tell you more about Westwood Family Aquatic Center and Ash Cigar Bar in Tulsa, where Travis is hanging out as the show rolls on. Keep it locked on The Ref. It's the Friday Rush. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC Dealers bringing you our number one on the Friday Rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, split locations today. Westwood Family Aquatic Center for me in Norman. Travis is at Ash Cigar Bar in Tulsa. Seen on Twitter that some ref listeners are already dropping by and seeing Travis. That's uh, that's very good to see. So the SEC meetings in Destin, Florida, uh, I think they're officially done now, I want to say. And And there's been all this momentum. All these SEC coaches and ADs want the nine-game conference schedule with the 3-6 model. I was under the impression all week long, Travis, is that that's where all the momentum was headed. But I guess later in the week, some schools like Kentucky, South Carolina, and Arkansas, they're wanting to pump the brakes a little bit on this 3-6. It sounds like they would rather state with the eight-team SEC schedule model with the one and seven and it makes sense if you're Kentucky, South Carolina, and Arkansas. They, they want to play four non-con games and not have an extra SEC game.
1: Well, yeah, of, of course they do. They want they want to, they want you know to throw Mercer on that schedule somewhere you know in late November. And, and I get that, but I I do think you know it it's going to be voted on by everybody. It's going to be fleshed out. Those teams, you know, you can only get so many votes and. If, if those athletic directors or coaches, you know, the guys that are making those decisions, you know, if they're seen as, look, I, I want easier games. And that's their the basis of their whole argument. I'm not sure that's going to play too well with the, the rest of the guys that, that you know, are, are voting the other way. And I do think it's important because uh, this came up in a conversation earlier. Uh, the 3-6 and the three rivals, things like that, that's not, that's not a pod, of you and three rivals that also play each other. It's you play your three rivals now each each team has those other three teams they play. So if it's a, B and if A plays B, C and D, then B has to play A, but then they can play E and F or something like that. So I just wanted to clear up. I know there was a bit of confusion with that.
0: Yeah, By the way, uh, Sam Pittman, speaking of Arkansas, he got a contract extension earlier this week. He got a five-year contract uh, that actually started, I believe, on New Year's Day of this past year. It goes through December 31st of 2026. The interesting thing about that, I've never seen this before. Maybe this is more of a more of a thing than I realize. But if he leads Arkansas to seven wins in any one of these upcoming seasons, the contract is extended by an extra year. So the seven-win seven? threshold includes victories – in bowl games against Power Five or top twenty-five teams during the term of the contract. So, yeah, it sounds like to me, it's like okay, here's a five-year extension, and it's a six-year extension. and In any of these years, you win more than seven games, or seven games or more. Huh? Never heard of that.
1: Well, if I mean, if he starts to fail to win seven games, I mean, is he going to see the end of that contract anyways? I mean, they, I, don't know, I think, I think Arkansas is on the rise. Personally, uh, they've they've got they just offered my. My boy Dylan Haas, uh, Luke Haas's uh, brother, twin brother, um, that plays for Bixby, one of the better two-way players in the state. Uh, so who knows? Maybe he'll end up at Arkansas with his brother Luke. Um, but sorry, I had to shout out my, my Bixby boys. But anyways, I do th- I do think that he, uh, you know, I think he's got that program on the rise. I do think, just as we said, the scheduling may be the only thing that can keep them from from getting those wins. But my goodness where are you at as a as an athletic department and a football program if if you're saying hey just win seven games one time and we'll keep you around another year that gets you fired at a place like Oklahoma Alabama crazy, Ohio man. State anything. that get you fired that will get you fired and yeah. you never be allowed back in the state but they're rewarding with another contract on top of it that seems wild
0: yeah all right hour number two of the Friday rush coming up next keep it locked on the ref for the suitor fans.